Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 160. And today's episode uh, was inspired by a listener of the podcast. So we can thank, uh, we can thank him for this. Um, this is a sort of debrief on my Hamlet project, which I talked about in a previous episode. Um, I have reached the conclusion of said project uh, in part. I'll explain more in the actual blog. But yeah, it's over. Um, and at, at uh, Johan's request, I am uh, telling you about it. So thank you so much, Johan. And uh, here, without any further ado, is The Hamlet Project. Tis a knavish piece of work. The cafe where I came up with the idea is long gone. I think it's three to four businesses ago in that spot now. But the project that was born there took me through eight to nine years. It started in that cafe out of a need to goose my creative practice. I was finding my writing process to be a little less smooth than I liked. When I turned on the faucet, the creativity didn't always flow the way it used to. I felt I needed a structure within my daily practice that might drop me into a better state of flow. Hamlet came to me because, at the time, I was working toward playing the role. I had a goal of getting back to acting, and Hamlet was the top of that mountain. I thought if I wrote in response to Hamlet, I'd tackle two goals at once. I could prepare to play Hamlet while goosing my writing practice. I didn't play Hamlet, really, and now I'm probably too old for it. But I did perform a soliloquy for my friend's Hamlet, rave performance, and my other friend and I organized a reading wherein I got to prepare for and read the part. So I scratched the itch, even if I never held Yorick's skull in front of an audience. As for the writing practice, well, it was always a practice for me. It was part of a process to get me into a state of flow for whatever I thought was my real writing for the day. So it served me very well in that respect. I'm not sure why I decided to share the process, really. I think I figured only a few people would read it, like everything else I put on the internet, so it wasn't really a big deal. I think I was interested in a kind of transparency of creative process, so why not? As of this writing, The Hamlet Project has received 94,113 views. So, despite my not paying it much attention, it has become the most seen thing I do. Oh, the irony. When I wrote the last line in my notebook a few weeks ago, I thought I might feel some sense of finality, like I'd just closed a show or something. But I didn't, really. I gave it some ceremony just to mark the moment, but... The next day, I just began the same process from the first line of Cymbeline. So, what did I learn from spending a little bit of every day with a line from Hamlet? First and foremost, I am not as close a reader as I would like to think. The thing is, I was already very familiar with Hamlet. 
My first acting job was in a touring production. I taught it fairly often in schools. The play was not unfamiliar when I decided to dive deep into it. But writing in response to single lines made it almost impossible to gloss over meaning in the ways that I, apparently, was wont to gloss. It became very clear that I had previously been very satisfied to just have the gist of the line. Working with single lines forced me to not cut those understanding corners. The process of reading so closely led me to some surprising interpretive places. I developed a whole theory about Marcellus, which caused me to really wonder where he disappeared to. Previously, I couldn't have made much distinction between Marcellus, Bernardo, and Francisco. By the time I got through Marcellus's scenes, I was ready to write his own play. I also uncovered a fair amount of experiments I'd want to see. There are a lot of what-ifs. What if that scene between Laertes and Claudius were played as a vaudeville routine? What if Horatio was the spy, not just Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? What if Hamlet Sr. had killed his father to become king? What if we saw that? What if Claudius saw it and we saw him see it? Do we develop sympathy for him? There are so many imaginary productions and or production moments that I found I wanted to see. This is kind of interesting because after all of these years of seeing so much Shakespeare, I find it hard to get excited to see my 20th Hamlet or 7 millionth Romeo and Juliet. But it's clear that I'd be 100% bought in to see any number of text-based experiments. Other themes that came up a lot were related to Shakespeare's genius with the little lines. I was moved over and over by all the lines that seem like they're no big deal, but are actually packing extraordinary narrative or poetic punch. My relationships with the characters didn't change much, except for good old Marcellus. I suppose I grew to sympathize with Ophelia instead of just being annoyed by her obedience. And I have some thoughts about that English ambassador who comes in at the end, and I never paid him any mind before. There are a lot of characters who I'd enjoy seeing receive the Rosencrantz and Guildensterner dead treatment and getting their own place. Some of my favorite moments were the lines that inspired their own longer narratives, separate from Hamlet. There are stories about a carp, a monster, and a witch that bubbled up out of the source. There's also a list of rejected ways for Laertes to kill Hamlet with an organ that still cracks me up. I did a fair amount of making myself laugh. Most of the lines ended up as just a conversation between me and the sentence. There are a lot of entries of me just trying to work it out in front of you. I'm showing my work, like a math problem. That's probably the Shakespeare educator in me. I am never interested in explaining a line to students, but I can happily take someone through a process of figuring it out. A lot of lines are just me figuring it out. There's a lot of project here. There are a lot of lines in Hamlet. But in a way, that's why the internet is a good place for this. It is much too much to read all at once.
I think it would be a rather relentless book. Words connected to line after line start to become too much after a while. But as a place you can just click around, it's a reasonably fun playground. It's a place where, if you felt like reading just Polonius's lines, you could. It's done now. And also not done. I'm still uploading lines I wrote about two years ago. It may be a while before I reach the end of the play on the internet, but my writing process is complete. The uploading goes on. If you were one, or many, of the 94,113 views, thank you. It means a lot to be seen. The rest is silence. Or actually, the rest just needs to be uploaded. Then it will be silence. So I have been sort of picking up the pace with uploading just so that it's not a two-year lag time. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure that, you know, I'm not sure how much of a difference that will make, but I'm moving right along, trying to... If so for a while, it just felt like it was weird to post more than once a day. Like, I don't know. Uh, but now I, I, I sort of space it out. Like, I just post one whenever I think of it. Um, I'm not going to do them, like, one after another after another because that feels a little relentless. But, um, you know, I'm hitting two or three a day. So eventually we will get to Act 5. Um, there's a, someone who commented on the blog was like, I'm playing all characters in Act 5. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not there yet. I mean, I am, but I'm not. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, if there's anything else you want to know about it, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, it's It's uh, been a long haul, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So the... The post that's following this one that's already been posted on the blog is also a Shakespeare theme. <laughs> it's funny. I'm on, a, I'm on a little Shakespeare reflection mode, I suppose. Um, yeah, so that's coming up. It may be a little bit behind. Um, I'm going to be out of town for a, a brief bit, but sort of just overlapping on the times that I normally... Uh, record the podcast. So if I'm not in your feed at your normally expected Monday, don't worry. It's coming. This just might be a minute. Yeah. So for the song today, I decided to record, uh, again, actually a song that I wrote a while ago. I actually am not sure when. I actually can pinpoint the inspiration for it, which if I were going to do some research, I could figure it out. Uh, It was inspired by uh, the Bridge Project's production of Uncle Vanya at BAM um, many years ago. Um, So whenever that show was at BAM, that's when this song was first born. Um, And I decided to put that one, this one, that one, this one, that one here (laughs) because it's another... Thing inspired by literature. And despite my lifelong commitment to Shakespeare, I don't know that I've ever written a song that is 
directly influenced by or, you know, that I could be like, this is a Shakespeare song. Aside from the songs that I, you know, put to music for productions or whatever. And I am sorry to inform you that I remember absolutely none of those. <laughs> like, none of them. I don't even have a... I have, like, maybe a line out of two of them, but that's it. So those are lost to history. I would, I would wager that maybe some of the other performers from those shows might still have them in their brains. At some point, I should ask them. Anyway, so, but all that to say is that there's not really a Shakespeare song in my um, writing repertoire. Uh, so uh, Chekhov was the next best thing. Um, yeah, so uh, it, since it's a literary inspiration, I will give you the never-before-recorded Goodnight Uncle Vanya um, in just a moment. Before I do that, though, uh, just to say, if you would like to support the podcast, you know how to do it. Let people know about it. Uh, share. Join the mailing list. There's play ways to support financially, which would be amazing. Uh, those are PayPal, uh, Ko-fi, Patreon. All the links to all that stuff are in the show notes um, in whatever app you're you're on, you're in. So links are there. Check them out. Click on them. Join the join the team of awesome. So, without further ado, again. <laughs> this, there's much ado in this blog today. <laughs> I guess it's a little, it is a little Shakespeare-y. Um, next week's it features a line from Much Ado About Nothing. So it is Much Ado double today and next time. So look out for that. Uh, anyway, here is Good Night, Uncle Vanya. Good night, Uncle Vanya. Good night, pretty Sonia. Sleep tight into the night. In time, you will be fine. In time, they will be kind. In time, the sun will shine. I was walking down the road. I was feeling alone. I got no one waiting for me. I got no one at home. I spent my Saturday nights alone. I got envy dripping off me like blood from a wound. It's just me and the cat and a big yellow moon and a melancholy tune on a chilly night in June. So I sing good night, Uncle Vanya. Good night, pretty Sonia. Sleep tight into the light. In time you will be fine. In time they will be kind. In time the sun will shine. Well, I put it all out, ran around with the boys. I kissed a lot of lips and I made lots of noise. I practiced grace and poise. Well, I tried every chocolate in the big yellow box. I tasted some sweetness, had some interesting talks. But I haven't found the one 
So it's safer now with none. So I sing, Good night, Uncle Vanya. Good night, pretty Sonia. Sleep tight into the light. In time, you will be fine. In time, they will be kind. In time, the sun will shine. Well, there's work to be done, and there's no time for the heart. I was weak to succumb to the longing from the start. Foolish heart. Foolish heart.